0: There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the 9th of January, 2024 in Michigan. National Champions I mean, seriously, at the start of this season, who the hell thought Michigan would actually win the Natty? Sure, the Big Ten, yeah, fine. Yeah, beat Ohio State again, of course. But to win in the CFP, to knock the SEC out of the CFP, and then to take down Washington like they did, what a dominant, absolute beast of a performance by Michigan. It was like something I've never seen before. It doesn't even feel real to tell you the truth. Like it's the weirdest thing. We asked the question before this game, we said, Hey, can Michigan's D line stop Michael Penix and those three NFL receivers and that running back as well. And an offensive line, could they get past an offensive line that won the Joe Moore award? They didn't just stop Michael Penix. They embarrassed him. They only sacked him once and Penix was off. And if you say to any fan, what'd you see? They'll probably say Michael Penix had a bad day. But the reason he had a bad day was because Michigan made it a bad day for him. The pressures were outstanding. The way that Michigan found ways to make the veteran quarterback uncomfortable was unlike nothing I've ever seen before. Instead of asking the question, can Michigan's D get to Michael Penix? Instead of asking the question, Who is Michigan's D face that has that good of an offense? We should have asked the question, what defense is Washington faced? I got to tell you, it was unbelievable. Think about this for a quick second. We'll get into the game, I swear. Washington wins the coin toss. They defer. Michigan gets the football first. They stroll right down the field. And Donovan Edwards, a guy that hasn't done anything all season long, Finds a way to get a touchdown, a 41-yard rushing touchdown, just like that. The Don was back, Michigan led 7-0. Washington gets the football. They drive down the field. Michigan holds them to a field goal. So it's 7-3. Next thing you know, Donovan Edwards, again, 46-yard touchdown run. It was 14-3, and nobody knew it at the time, but that's all Michigan needed. Do you know that Washington had not given up a run more than 45 yards all season long? And there's Donovan Edwards on the second drive of the game, rushing for 46 yards and a touchdown. Michigan dominated Washington on the ground. And yeah, the offense definitely dried up, but it didn't matter because Michael Penix and that offense for Washington could not do anything. Nothing at all. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, if you go back to the Bama game, I think about that drive where Michigan was down by seven on fourth and two. They go for it. Blake Corum, wide open from J.J. McCarthy. And they end up scoring a touchdown, winning in overtime, right? I thought about that for three days. I'm going to think about this defensive performance longer. Maybe all offseason. You went against the best offense in America, with the best offensive line in America, and you dominated and destroyed them. So all the questions, is Michigan's defense for real? I'd say, ah, fuck yeah, it is. Did you see Michael Penix walking off the field? He could barely walk. He was that battered and bruised. It was unbelievable. It was unreal. And Michigan's national champs, Before we get into the rest of the game, I mean, think about what Jim Harbaugh has done. Yes, are there allegations for cheating? Sure. Did he miss six games of the season? Of course. Will the program have to suffer with Jim or at least what happened under Jim's watch? Maybe. Maybe. But they can't take this away from you. They cannot take that away from you. The memories are there forever. And if you want to focus on what happened, go for it. We could do that. Your choice. It's our choice. You want to call them cheaters. You want to say there should be an asterisk. I mean, listen, it's a free country, of course. But think about what Harbaugh has achieved at Michigan. He took over in 2014. Everybody thought he would dominate in the Big Ten, and he did. He just couldn't beat the Buckeyes, and he couldn't beat Michigan State enough. And then COVID happened. He was 2-4. and four. He was almost fired. He got his salary cut in half. And next thing you know, three wins against the Buckeyes, three Big Ten titles, three appearances in the CFP, not to mention knocking the SEC out of the CFP and a national title. If he leaves, and he's probably going to leave, like, holy shit, he accomplished everything he set out to do. Look at the board right there. Kalen DeBoer from Eastern Michigan. 21 game winning streak. Snapped by the Wolverines. That was an unreal performance defensively. It just really was. And as good as they were defensively, Michigan's offense wasn't all that good. How many times they punt in the second half? They found a way to get to 20. And it stayed there for a long time. If I got this right, I actually want to run this down for you. They go touchdown, touchdown, field goal. Then punt, turnover on downs. They went for it on fourth and three. They had to. They were at Washington's 39-yard line. Punt. Field goal after a pick by Will Johnson to start the second half. Punt, 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 and then a beautiful touchdown drive, which... There was a great pass by J.J. McCarthy and an even better catch by Colston Loveland for 41 yards, and that was it. I mean, it was 2013 forever. And every Michigan fan watching this game thought to themselves listen, all it takes is one Michael Penix drive, one Michael Penix throw to Roman Dunze, and you know what? Michigan's going to waste a huge opportunity. But it never happened. The closest they got was Penix hooked up with the Dunze. Down seven for 32 yards. So a beautiful throw. Best throw of the day. Hit him in the bread basket. It was holding on Washington. Like Washington could not get out of their own way. So many false starts, big time holding. And Michael Penix just was off. And he was off because Michigan's defense made him off. Just made him so uncomfortable. Dropped him so many times. And again, the sack numbers aren't going to show it. But that defense, I can't get over it. I just can't get over how dominant they were. And then Michigan's offense came alive. And then Michael Penix throws a pick to Mikey Sanristrill. And Sanristrill returns it 81 yards. It was almost a pick six. And that was the ball game. It was over. Jim Harbaugh looted the first Gatorade bath. They got him with the second Gatorade bath. What an unbelievable performance. 15 and out. 15 and 0. And nothing bring that team down. You want to talk about the distractions that they bring upon themselves? Maybe. Sure. Whatever. Cool. But it didn't bring them down. I kind of feel any other team it might have. But somehow, some way, it brought them closer. It brought them closer. Michael Penix was 27 of 51. 51 attempts. Sure, they're playing from behind, but. 51 attempts, five yards per toss, one touchdowns, two picks. Dylan Johnson, all the kudos in the world to that guy. He's been injured all season long, got injured again early in the game, hurt his ankle, stayed in the game, 11 carries for 33 yards. And the big-time receivers, I mean, Roma Dunze was great. Five receptions, 87 yards. Michael Penix missed him for a touchdown on fourth and seven in the first half. Jake Westover, five catches for 42 yards. Jalen Polk, four catches for 37 yards. Jalen McMillan, six catches for 33 yards. Penix could not go deep. When he did, it was covered. Those short passes just didn't work. And that offense was stymied by a great Michigan defense. And listen, I don't know historically where this defense ranks against other teams. But Jesse Minter really proved himself, didn't he? Michigan came into this game allowing 9.8 points per game. And everybody said the same thing. Well, that's what happens when you play Indiana. That's what happens when you play Nebraska. That's what happens when you play cupcake after cupcake after cupcake after UNLV. That's what happens. Your defense doesn't give up anything to anybody. But then what happened against Penn State? What happened against Ohio State. What happened against Washington. One of the best offenses in the game. One of the greatest offensive lines in the game. This defense, and again, I don't know the historical context here, but it's got to go down as one of the greatest defenses ever in the history of college football. For Michigan, I didn't think J.J. was all that great. 10 of 18 for 140. He made a big-time run to extend the drive when the game was pretty much set at 2013. Now, it didn't matter because they still ended up having to punt the ball. And then he hit Colston Loveland on the one drive where they scored a touchdown to go up two scores, and then it was over. It was done. I mean, I can't tell you how many chances Washington had offensively and Michigan kept shutting them down. Blake Corum, MVP of the game, 21 carries, 134 yards. Donovan Edwards, six carries, 104 yards. J.J. Ram for 31 himself. Weird game. Because as good as Michigan's defense was, Washington's defense was pretty damn good too. After the burst of 14 to 17 points, they stopped Michigan from running the football. They stopped J.J. from throwing the football. They were all over the place. But it didn't matter. Because Michigan's defense was not going to allow Washington to score any more points after they got to 13. Like, it's unreal. It really is. Washington had 10 points at the half. The one touchdown they scored was on fourth and three. Goal line. They felt the need to go for it. Because they knew Michigan wasn't going to give up much. So they cut the lead, down seven points at the half. Second half begins. They get the football. First thing that happens is you throw a pick to Will Johnson. Michael Penick stunk. And it was Michigan's defense was the reason why. So Michigan's national champs, national champions. How's it feel? It's unreal. It doesn't feel real. I was talking to my brother. He watched the game with me earlier. It just doesn't feel real. It almost feels like a video game. Jim Harbaugh, after the game. You wonder what's going to happen to him. You got to believe he's going to go on to the NFL. He's got no reason to stay. You wonder what happens to the program. Is J.J. McCarthy going to leave? Does he come back? I mean, full disclosure, I don't think J.J. is a first-round pick right now. Do you? But it doesn't matter because he played well enough to win the football game. I can't get over the defense. I just can't get over the defensive performance. I mean, do you know that Caleb DeBoer won 21 games in a row as the head coach of Washington? At no point, no game, had he not had at least a 20-yard completion. Michael Penix to one of his receivers in a half. The longest completion in the first half was 16 yards. Think about that for a second. The one reason Washington was here Was because of that offense. And Michigan shut it down. Go back to the game against Texas. In the CFP semifinals. Do you know Texas? They didn't have a sack. They didn't have a pressure. They didn't have a single hurry. And Michigan comes in. And I don't have the final numbers for you. But they were all over Penix. I mean again. He left battered and bruised. So. Michigan's national champions. I gotta believe a parade's coming in Ann Arbor. A lot of changes are coming to the team. Who stays? Who goes? What does Jim Harbaugh do? What does the NCAA do? So many questions left unanswered, but here's the beautiful thing. They can't take this from you. They just can't take it from you. No matter what happens, if wins get vacated, if the NCAA says, hey, you're suspended or you can't play in the postseason, it doesn't matter. You went 15-0. You won it all. And I think Blake Corum said it best. At the very end when he was talking on the podium he said we kept saying unfinished business well i got a message for you business is finished michigan holds washington the 13 freaking points michael Penix at the podium right there you can see anyway that's gonna do it for the daily ticket it's late people it's late but my god what a win for the wolverines what a season for the wolverines truly Amazing, miraculous, sensational stuff. Just unreal stuff. And now, by the way, the fun is just beginning. Because, yeah, celebrate this for a day. And then we set our focus to Matthew Stafford and the Rams and the first home playoff game in 30 years and the first ever at Ford Field. Like, this is the best week of football, right? This is the best week of Detroit sports. After all the shit we've been through with all the teams sucking, and some of them still suck. Pistons, I'm looking at you. Michigan basketball, I'm looking at you. Michigan State basketball, kind of looking at you. Red Wings just swept California, so I'll let you off the hook. All the crap that we've gone through, Michigan wins a natty. And what, five days later, the Lions have a chance to win their second playoff game since 1957 against the guy that never won in Matthew Stafford. Like, holy hell. Pretty amazing, isn't it? So, tomorrow will be all about the Rams and the Lions. We'll get you set. By the way, show announcement. Jim Costa, he loves Matthew Stafford. Works at 97 won the ticket. Taking over the morning show in February. Jim will join us on Friday. He'll join us on Friday because we got to get to the bottom of his love for number nine. I mean, is he going to be rooting for Matthew? He's a Lions fan. He's loved him his whole life. Is he secretly going to be rooting for Matthew? I heard he might be sitting in a suite with Kelly Stafford and Dan Orlovsky. Is that true? I don't know. We'll get Jim on Friday to explain himself. But in the meantime, listen, if you're a Michigan fan, enjoy the hell out of this. Don't go to sleep. Party, party, party. Call in. Enjoy. If you're a Michigan State fan, my condolences. Better times ahead, potentially. Anyway, that's going to do it. Michigan is national champions. I'll get the comments tomorrow. There were a lot of comments on yesterday's podcast. 34-13 over the high-powered, can't-stop-their-offense Washington Huskies. 13 points. A season low, by the way. In fact, a low for Caleb DeBoer since he's been at Washington. And Michigan did that to him. Outstanding. All right. I'm going to go watch the post game. Guys, enjoy the day. Wow. I still can't believe what I witnessed. I legitimately cannot believe what I witnessed. I can't. It was outstanding. Enjoy the day. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. 13 points. Hold on a second. I didn't even give you total yardage. I feel I owe this to you. You outgained them 443 to 301. You outrushed them 303 to 46. 303 yards, 200 of which came like early on in the first like three drives. The book on Washington's defense was they could not stop the run, and that obviously showed last night. Penalties, both teams had five. Interceptions, Michigan had two. Washington had none. Coming into this game, Washington was the top 10 team forcing picks. But more than anything, 51 attempts from Michael Penix. 51 attempts. And by the way, could either team be good on third down? Michigan was one of 10. Washington was 2 of 14. Michigan was 0 for 1 on fourth down. Washington was 2 of 5. This game was anybody's game. It really was. I mean, I can't state it enough. It was 20 to 13 for pretty much the entirety of the game. Entirety of the second half. Entirety of the second quarter. But Michigan's defense, every time, found a way to make sure that Washington wasn't advancing the football great job. We're going to be thinking about this defense for quite some time. Anyway, I'll stop talking now. Go enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Daily Ticket. Bye-bye.